This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Adoption Chronicles. You're with Mick Shepherd, and today my special guest in the studio is Carol Ann Sim. Welcome to the studio, Carol Ann. Thank you, and I'm glad to be special. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So your uh, adoption story is, well, I say every, un- every story is unique. Yes. But I think yours is doubly unique. Yes, it is. I have... Two stories to tell, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So where would you like to start? I guess if we go back as chronologically yes. as possible. Yeah. If, I, if we go back to when I was adopted, yep. um, I was only three weeks old when I was adopted. Yep. I was born in Townsville and my parents lived, my adoptive parents um, lived on Magnetic Island. Oh. They had a farm there. Yep. And um, I remember mum telling me the story of how she had to come over by boat Mm -hmm. and she came over to the hospital to inspect me and said to them, yes, of course. Yep. And um, then uh, she, um, I believe she then went home and then came back a day or two later to collect me. Right. And... um, Years and years um, later, I'll sort of go forward and then back a bit, I guess, um, I did see my birth certificate uh, and that had my uh, biological parents' names on them. Yep. But I'll get back to that. Um, But I – so I was about three when we left Magnetic Island and sort of travelled down the East Coast and Mm -hmm. ended up in Adelaide. Um, But I always knew – I was adopted. Right. So you were told very young? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And when I was eight, um, I came home one day from school and I was crying mm-hmm. and everything because um, I was a, bit, a little bit of a tubber. 
and they started calling me Carol the Barrel oh, at dear. school. <laughs> so yeah, right. mum sat me down and she said, look, love, as you know, you're adopted and that makes you extremely special. So they may call you names, but you're special, a lot more special because we chose you. Yep. We didn't just get stuck with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's a good way to put it. It is. And so I've always known that I was adopted yep. um, and um, and I've always known that I was very loved. Yeah. Mum would always tell me that when she went to the hospital to um, collect me, my um, my mother was 16, my biological right. mother, when yep. I was born, and the nurses had said that she was a lovely young girl mm-hmm. um, and, as you can imagine, in 1953 – you know, general opinions about single yeah. mothers wasn't great. Yeah. Um, and that Society was, essentially made the decision oh, for did. a lot of yes. mothers and parents then. That's did, right. They? they certainly did. Um, but that she was really lovely and very sad to be putting me up for adoption yep. but wanted to do what was best for me. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've grown up with all of that. Yeah. Um, not to say that I, I lived in a perfect world. Yeah. Um, my my parents loved me dearly. I um, was particularly close with my mum. Mm-hmm. Dad was a, a, an interesting fella. He um, didn't know how to show love. Yep. He bought things. Right. But I have to say when the chips were down and I really needed him, um, like in the instance of my second story, yep. he always leaped in feet first to help yeah, me. Cool. I did grow up with um, sort of uh, insecurities um, and sometimes um, a feeling of not having much self-worth. Mm-hmm. And I, I did some therapy, but they'd always say, oh, that's because you're adopted. Yeah. But I know people that aren't adopted and feel the same way. Yeah. So I but don't at, know. At, at the same time, though, there's a lot of adopted people that would feel trauma to yeah. a much more uh, extreme yes. uh, manner as well. Yes, yes. And, you know, I... and. That sort of came out in my friendships and relationships in a way that I'd push the envelope mm-hmm. so that they had to really prove they were yeah. know, my friend or Absolutely. that they liked me or loved me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I was always very aware of those issues that I had. Yeah. And, um, and I was always at the same time quite strong and was able to – try and work through them all the time. And I had a mum that I could talk to about yep. absolutely everything, yeah. much to her horror at times. <laughs> so that's what mums are for, though. That's right. And, yeah. yeah. Um, when you were a kid, did you have any thoughts or uh, fantasies about what would have happened if you weren't adopted or did you...? No, because I was adopted. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I was in a good family. Yep. You know, I, and I guess because I grew up knowing that I was adopted, mm. I, I can't remember a time that I didn't know I was adopted. Mm. And so it was just what it was. Yep. There was nothing different to me. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So were there any other instances at school where you were made aware of or did the kids at school know? Or? No, no, not after 
I would tell them that they were I was special and yep. they weren't. <laughs> that, that kind of solved a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, the kids were pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Um and um you know, I can I can remember just snippets that you know sometimes um some of the the group would ask me what it meant. Yeah. They didn't even know. Yeah. So that's when I'd say again, well, I'm special yeah. and your parents just got you. <laughs> so, yeah, so no, it was it was fine. Yeah, I guess adoption is just something that ticks along in the background mm. in society without it really being uh, advertised as the wrong term. Yeah. But it's not really a prevalent situation no, in society. No, And a number of times people said, oh, you look like your mum. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Mm, but no, I, there was never, it was more if I had trauma within myself. Yeah. But again, I didn't ever put that down to being adopted because yep. I had friends that were like that that weren't mm. adopted. It was. Yeah, yeah. It was the era of just growing up and growing into yourself mm-hmm. and, um, and I, I, I must say I did lack confidence in myself, which yep. probably highlighted those other feelings, but yep. you know. Did you find out any more information about your birth parents, or? Well, I did find um, my par- my adoption papers, right? Yeah, which unfortunately have been lost along the way. Right. Um, and my uh, the only things I remember is my mother's name. And um, what she named me. Right. Which was interesting. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was, I won't say my my biological mother's name, but I was named at the time Beverly Joy Reed. Beverly. Yeah, right. Beverly Joy, that's me. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I actually found those at a a time when my mum and dad had gone away for the weekend. Oh. uh, Yes. And... um, I put them back where I found them, yep. but never saw them again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, you know, Mum and Dad would always, you know, be happy to talk to me about being adopted, but I, I never felt the need. Yeah. Because I was in a, a good yeah. home, yep. and yeah. And you can't ask for more than that. No. No, and and both my parents have gone now. Right. And, you know, when I was much older, mum said, do you want to look for your, your biological parents? I said, no, because mum and dad were my mum and dad. Yeah. And, yep. um, and I'm glad I didn't go any further than yep. that, especially in light of my second story and different things that I found out then right. as to what can be a negative case. Absolutely, mm. yeah, because, you know, it's a unknown. You don't know yeah. what's behind the door when you that's open it. That's right. But you can't close it once no, it's open. that's right. And, you know, whether you've been adopted or given a child up for adoption, it's the same scenario. Um, you know, they may not know they're adopted or... Um, my biological parents, no one may have known that she'd had a child. Mm. Um, they could be dead. Mm-hmm. Drug addicts, 
alcoholics, who knows? Yeah. So uh, they could have put a veto. Yeah. I don't know if it's still called that. It was then. Yeah. Um, so not to share information mm-hmm. if either party came looking. So there's there's a lot to consider yeah. when you move forward. Have you done a DNA? No. Have no. you ever thought about doing it? Um, no. No, as in sort of ancestry. Yeah, and that. yeah. I, yeah, I've, and it's funny you say that. I was just thinking recently about that, so it might be something I'll do. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's similar with that as well. I'm looking into it at the moment, mm. and when you register yourself, I believe that you can your results... Yes. find their way onto family trees. Yes, yes. But then I think you can block yourself or... Yeah, the, and there's different, from what I read, there's yeah. different um, packages. Yes. And one is simply your cultural background. Right. Then you can pay extra mm-hmm. and a bit more. Yep. And then the top package, you can get a lot more. Right. So... I, if I did it, it would just to find out what my background is. Yeah. yeah. Yep, fair enough. Mm. Um, I would say European, just by, by your looks. Okay. Um, yep, it covers mm. pretty broad. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think most of us have a bit of that there. Mm. Um mm. Uh, in our in our kind of cultural That's background, right. yeah. yeah. But it, it is definitely something. As, as I said, it was only a couple of weeks ago yep. I looked it up. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. I suppose also um, for my daughter Sheridan, yep. you know, to obviously she's got her her dad's background, but um, yeah, it would be good for us to have where what my you know background yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess if she were to do it. Mm. Then that would yeah. show up as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's it is interesting. So yeah. I'm, and it's funny. I don't know why I'm only just taking an interest in it. Yeah, yeah. So well, it, who knows when things are supposed to come that's to right. us? Yeah. That's right. That's mm. right. So I guess that kind of rounds us into your second part. Yes. Yes. So. Um, as I was always a very rebellious yep. child, teenager, young yep. adult, yep. mature adult, you know, <laughs> not so mature, but yes. Um, so I've, I've always been, yeah, a bit on the wild side. And um, so when I was 16, I became pregnant right. um, by a guy that I'd been seeing for a yep. while. Um, I... Um, you know, obviously told mum and dad, and um, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, as I said earlier, dad jumped in and, you know, very protective and everything. Yep. Um, it was discussed with um, his parents, uh, the father's parents, yep. and I ended up being, they asked me to go and stay in Melbourne with his sister for right. a little while while they got it all together, and, and mum and dad felt it was probably a good little break for me mm-hmm. just to, you know, come down from it all. Anyway, um, we decided to move forward with the pregnancy. Yep. And um, I had a beautiful little girl mm-hmm. and uh, at the Glenelg Community Hospital. Okay. Um, and 
he was not involved but not uninvolved, if that makes sense. He sort of, you know, he asked if we'd let him know when things were happening and that. And then when she was born, um, mum rang them and said, did he want to come in and see us? And he chose not to. Right. Um, I guess one of the background parts of the decisions and the conversations you were having at the time are cultural and the societal norms. Mm. So can you tell us a little bit what those societal norms were when you are making those decisions and having those conversations? Yeah. Um, again, it sort of... Um, it it wasn't uh, in. I, I don't know quite how to put it in um, the um, air, sort of the friendship groups and everything that my parents had and that yep. kind of thing. Um, having a child out of wedlock wasn't really the thing to do yeah. because that was also the era when you had Kate Cox babies home. Uh huh. Yeah. So. So what's that? That was. Um, home right. where you got shipped off to um, to go through your pregnancy and have the child adopted. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was, when I was pregnant, it was still that era where they right. had homes like that at okay. Somerton Park, yes. Um, but mum and dad didn't want to do that. So, um, and it just so happened that our house had just been sold and we were going to be renting at West Beach for a while while our right. new house was built. Okay. So it was kind of, I did it at a good time, mm. you know, when I was away from um, sticky-nosed neighbours and yeah. things like that. Yep, yep. Um, and even through that pregnancy, I was continued to be fairly wild and, um, yeah, would keep in touch with people that I shouldn't have, things like that. But mum and dad were fantastic. They yeah. continued to support me and, and look after me and everything. Um, and um, then when we when I had the, the baby, um, at that time what they used to do was you'd have the baby, they'd take the baby and you wouldn't see it again. Right. And I rang mum and said, mum, they won't let me see her. She's mine, and yes, I'm giving her up for adoption, but I, I need to see her. So mum rang the matron. I think I could hear her three rooms away. Yeah, right. Anyway, next minute, baby right. comes down, and mum and dad came, and we all, you know, and I fed her while I was in the hospital and everything. Yep. Yeah. okay. Um, and I needed to know that she was perfect. Yeah. And she was perfect, and I mean, you know, we all think that my daughter Sheridan was perfect. Yeah. Um, but um, I just needed to know she had two ears, ten yeah, fingers yeah. and everything. Yeah. So I fed her and everything, bathed her while I was in the hospital. They were so scared of my mum that yep. it wasn't going to change. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the day came when I was leaving the hospital and my mum and uh, my auntie Peg came to collect me. And I have to say, you know, walking away from the hospital without her was, I think, in all of my memory is one of the hardest, if not the hardest thing I ever had to do. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that making that decision, mm, I would assume, would have been one of the hardest things you had to do. And and that obviously plays into that. Especially because my parents had said that they would 
raise the child. Yeah. If I want, or that I could raise the child, they would, you know, help me and live at home and everything if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, and obviously during the pregnancy, I was going through all the um, the meetings yeah. and and everything with the. Um, Adoption and Family Information Centre and everything, um, you know, all the questions, the decisions and all of that sort of thing. That yeah. was that was pretty traumatic. But um, I've always been right from when I was little that if something was traumatic, I'd be very matter-of-fact. Yeah. That's just how I deal with it. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, I can remember my mum saying, you're being so strong because I had to be, yeah, you know. So, yeah, of course. Um, but, yeah, and so I knew she was being adopted. Yep. Like when I left, I, I knew that there was a family waiting for her. Right. And I just thought, well, you know, that's obviously the, the best thing for her. Um, and I'm adopted and I've got a happy family. Yeah. So, but as I said, walking away from the hospital yeah. was incredibly hard. Um, Were yeah. you told that you had a 30-day period of grace? Yes. Yeah. I don't know that it was 30 days in those days, but I right. remember knowing I had a period of grace, yep. yes. Yep. But, no, I'd made my decision, Yep. and that was that. This that was, was what that. was best for her. Yep. Look, I, I um, had a lot of uh, issues afterwards in... Um, uh, so I couldn't have looked after someone else let alone myself, because I had a lot of um, anxieties and, you know, things like that from having been pregnant and having to, um, you know, walk away from her. So I had some issues that I had to deal with and Mm -hmm. and they took me a few years, but, you know, get through them. You do. We keep putting one step in front of the other. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, And um, so that was all that and then I never felt the need to look for her I I knew that she'd have gone to a good family yeah and uh, yeah and that's how it stayed um, my daughter Sheridan always knew that I'd had a child yep yeah um, she grew up knowing that yeah so um, how many years after did she um, come along uh, sorry so that again so how many years did she come after oh Sheridan um uh I was 32 when I had her right yeah yeah so um yeah but so she grew up knowing that because I was never ever ashamed of it mm-hmm. never Nor should you know you N- yeah, well that's right mm. and um you know so then um in the year 2000 um my partner at the time kept saying to me, why don't you look for her? Why don't you look for her? And I'd say, no, 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 I don't want to. Anyway, unbeknownst to anybody, because I also, a lot of hard things in my life I do on my own. Right. Because I know I can trust me. Yeah. And if I get it wrong, well, it's my fault. Yeah. So I started making some phone calls and um, doing some searches and obviously put my application in to the department. And um, uh, out of the blue, I got a letter back just saying that they'd received my application and then and to go in and see them. 
So I went in and um, talked to them and they'd been able to locate um, and get all the information about the people who had adopted her. Right. And, um, and they were going to send me this information and next minute I got a package from them that um, had all the information about her adoptive parents mm-hmm. and also included her original birth certificate of what I'd named her and um, and also all the notes, uh, copies of all the notes and transcripts from all the appointments I had with them prior to her birth about having her adopted. Wow. So what was it like reading those notes? Absolutely crazy. I, I just thought, I said that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that. Um, yeah, it was it was really surreal, you know. And yep. I've still got that folder to this day. Yeah. Um, and seeing the birth certificate with the name I gave her, because at the time I did ring the father and ask if he wanted her to have his surname, which he didn't. Okay. Um, and uh, was he on the birth certificate? No, no. No, because he didn't want to be. Right. And that, that's fine. Yep. Um, and, I, you know, mum and dad and I were happier for her to have my surname because it was all going to change yeah, anyway. Yeah, of course. But, um, yeah, so I've got all that information. Anyway, so I got all that information and um, but had a stumbling block in trying to find her address. Right. So, you know, I went into births, deaths and marriages and I looked through files, talked to them mm-hmm. and couldn't find her. So, right. you know, I figured, well, she was either married or had passed away or lived overseas. So... Um, I'd heard that the Salvation Army can help. Okay. So I just rang them one day and made an appointment and went in, took my folder, because it had because I did have her parents' details. Right. But I didn't want to ring them yeah, of out of the blue and yeah. you know. So I went into the Salvation Army and met with a lovely lady. Um, she was a major there and gave her all the information and she said, Well, what I can do for you is I can ring her mother. I said, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, how about you go to the cafe up the road, I'll ring her and I'll come down and see you. I said, okay. So um, she came down after a little while and sat down and she said, well, I've spoken to her mother. Um, Yes, she is married and she lives overseas. Right. She knows she's adopted and her mother's going to ring her and let her know that you're reaching out. Okay. And how was that? It was, again, it was just really unbelievable because as much as the search was hard, it was easy, if that makes sense. Because during this time, I also um, looked in the phone book and looked up her father's Okay. And there it was. Yeah, right. So I rang um, and um, he didn't answer, but I recognised the voice. So I left a message just saying, I don't know if you remember me, Uh et cetera, et cetera. And he rang me back and I said to him, look, I'm I'm looking for her if you want to be involved. And he said, well, can you just keep me updated? I said, yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, and during that time before I, I located her, um, we met up and talked and everything. So that was very interesting. I and imagine. I found out that, you know, he'd, um, he had two daughters and everything. Yep. Yep. And um, then um, anyway, so I just kept him updated of where I was at. So um, after I left um, the major... Um, I drove home, sort of in a in a day. I can imagine, yeah. You would have been I, on autopilot I know. driving home. I was at home for an hour and the phone rings. Yeah, right. And it was her. Wow. Oh, really? Yep. She was ringing me from, from overseas. Wow. So we talked yep. and um, got each other's email address. Yep. Um, she told me more about herself and... Um, She's one of um, four. Uh, only one child is a natural child. Yep. The other three are adopted. Okay. Yeah, including her. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so we talked and um, and then we started emailing, and um, so we we were doing that, and you know I was sending photos, and um, she sent me a whole lot of photos. She was married with a, a child. Yep. And. Um, so we kept communi- communicating that way and then she let me know that she was coming to Adelaide because her parents live in Adelaide. Yeah. Well, they were uh, divorced but right. they both still lived in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, and um, she said, you know, we can see each other. Yeah, right. And uh, so I, I sent my Sheridan round to my mum's place and yep. said, you two stay put. Yep. I'll ring you when... We're coming round. Yeah, right. So I was at home, you know, nervous as anything. She pulled in and um, and it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. How was the first moment? Just, I just looked at her and thought, oh, God, she's beautiful. Yep. And um, she, very much like um, her father, and um, a lot of people have said that her and Sheridan look okay. alike as well. Yep. Um, and it did transpire that his two girls, one of them, they could have been sisters, yeah, you know, right. like, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so then we went round to see mum and um, Sheridan because my dad had passed by that time. Yep. Um, and then, so we, you know, they... We had a, a get-together. She met all the family and everything mm-hmm. like nice. that. And she brought her mum down. Yep. So we all met. Um, and um, it was, you know, it was really amazing. Yeah. And um, But it was like I'd always known. I just seemed to know that she was in a happy family. Yeah. I don't know whether I was just, you know, in my own world yeah but um she was as much yeah. as her her parents were divorced they adored her and she yeah. had fabulous siblings and everything so yep. um and then um they had a holiday house in queensland uh that had been rented out and they were going up to fix it up before the next lot mm-hmm. so sheridan and i my partner we went up there and stayed with them oh nice yeah so that was really lovely uh, got to know each other even more. Yep. Um, and, yeah, then um, she would come over every now and again because of her parents being here. Yep. And um, that sort of was for about three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
things changed. Um, I don't know why, and I was never able to find out why, but she did, after a few months, um, she rang because uh, her mother had passed away. Right. And she let me know that she had been coming backwards and forwards, but because of that. Um, and it, I think it was during that time yep. um, because I was always very much of the... Um, the belief and very open about how I felt that I was not her mother. Yeah. They were her parents. They yep. were her siblings. I was not her mother. Yep. I wasn't there to... Well, if anyone could have an idea, yeah. you would. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and But so much of what we liked was similar. Yeah. Um, our, our type of work that we did. Yeah. Yeah, um, okay. And, oh, shall I say her intelligence as well? Of course, absolutely. <laughs> but she was, she was very clever. Yep. Um, and my daughter Sheridan is, is very clever. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, they got on like a house on fire. Yeah, cool. Um, and um, and it, was, it was very disappointing that something shifted. Mm-hmm. But I had that time with yeah. her, um, and I guess a lot of my disappointment was for my daughter yeah. that she wasn't going to have that continued relationship. Yeah. But, you know, um, she's a, str- a very strong girl as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it just sort of st- almost stopped yep. in mid-cycle. Yeah, okay. But... I knew everything, like, I knew she was happy. Yeah. I knew she had, a, you know, a great career, that she had yep. a, a beautiful child and, um, you know, all of these things. Yeah. Yep. So would you, I guess, thinking about nature versus nurture in that we are part of, we are who we are because of the environment that we grow up in, but at the same time the genetics play a big role in who we are as well. Have you seen evidence of that, like that her nature, um, there's traits of yourself yes. in her? Yeah, yeah, I, I did see that. Um, and um, just sort of how she thought and and what she was interested in career-wise and... Mm-hmm. Um, family-wise, but just talking to her, sometimes I think I was not talking to myself, but almost a reflection, yeah. Yeah. And we we liked so many similar things and both love white roses. Right. I know that sounds trivial, but... But that's the thing, though. Yeah. You know, the small details Mm. click. That's right. You know? That's right. And, And a white rose... It's very peculiar. Yeah. It's, and that shows, mm, you know. Mm. So, and there were lots of little things like that. Yeah. yeah right. So I, I look back now and I think, well, I know that she's got a good life. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's dramas and things like that. But she'd had, um, you know, loving parents, loving brothers and sisters and, um, you know, she had lots of love mm. and... That's that all you was, can wish for. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And yes, it's sad that 
for whatever reason it changed. But yep. um, um, I do feel it had something to do with her mum. Right. Um, just from vibes I got. And, uh, yeah. and you know what? That's fine. Yeah. That's, you know, yep. it's, yeah, sometimes no matter what, you've just got to leave things alone. Uh, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, because people have said, because um, I'm I'm aware that, well, I believe that she's now living in Australia. Okay. Not Adelaide, but living in Australia. And people have said, well, why don't you reach out? And I've said, no, you yeah. know. You've well, got, you didn't make the decision. No. And, no. yeah. You know, and, yeah, sometimes, as I said, you've got to just walk away. Yeah. I had to walk away once. So yep. I had to walk away a second time. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, the second time could be quite hard as well. Yes. Yeah. I, I, again, it was hard for me because of my daughter yeah. and the relationship that she was having. Yeah. But, um, you know, my Sheridan's an amazing young woman. Yeah. So I'm extremely lucky to to have a young, a young woman like that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So I guess... It's kind of the good and the bad, but um, it's not all doom and gloom. No. You know what I mean? That's right. Well, that's that's a pretty good summary of life as well, isn't it? You know? Yeah. We have plans or life happens when we're doing Mm. things. Mm. They don't always go the way we want them to. That's right. But it generally works out okay. Yeah. Um, Mm. And, yeah, it sounds like... um, yeah. Kind of there. It, yeah. yeah. After my mum uh, passed, because my dad passed first, and then after my mum passed, um, her sister offered for me to to pay for me to go to Townsville right. and do a search and all of that sort oh, okay. of thing because she felt that I should. And I said no. And she, she believed that sometimes this something that, um, that I felt I'm – I was searching for was to do with that. Right. But um, I don't believe that. Yeah. So, and I said, no, mum and dad were my mum and dad. Yeah. And again, you go back to the fact that um, what if my mother was dead? What if she had a family and kids that didn't know about me? Yeah. All of that sort of thing. And it could potentially cause upheaval there. That's right. Yeah. So I didn't want to enter into that and perhaps break someone's heart or yeah. or have my own heart broken. Absolutely. Um, because of them not wanting to see me or something because mm. no matter how old you get, you know, if they'd said there was a veto or something, or yeah. no, they don't want to see you, it would have been pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, of course. But, um, you know, my especially my mum. My mum yeah. was my mum. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's how I think my my adopted daughter yeah. built as yeah. well. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I'm the same. I mm. think exactly the same. Yeah. You know, um, you can't replace that. No. No. Yeah. No. And, um, and, yes, from the moment I saw her, I loved her, but it was a completely different feeling to how I feel about Sheridan. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, she's the light of my life. Yeah. And my other daughter was the light of someone else's life. Yeah, yeah, very nice. So if you could um, either go back in time 
to, I don't even know, pick a moment mm-hmm. um, because there's two <laughs> parts to your story. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could give anybody advice or yourself advice at, um, say, at a young age, would you, what would, advice would you give? Um, don't get pregnant. <laughs> Don't be wild. Um, I I don't know. I don't really know what to say. I guess um, if I went back to my young self um, and just it would be think about things, you know, don't just do something on the spur of the moment that, has repercussions because mm. when I got pregnant, my best friend had gotten pregnant and about four months before that. Right. And I remember saying to mum and dad, that will never be me because right. Christine had nowhere to nowhere to go. So mum and dad had said she could come and stay with us. Right. But something else came up and she was able to go there and I swore black and blue. Won't happen to me, mum and dad, don't worry. Yeah. And then one day, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Can I have Mm. a moment of your time? Yes. But, um, yeah, I think it's hard to go back, but what I would say to people now is try and accept what is. Yeah. Um, Because you can't change things. Yep. um, And sometimes you just have to go with it whether it hurts you or not. Yeah. And there's got to be a time where you may have to walk away and you need to do that and not look back. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Yep, I, I think that uh, – how could I finish on a, on a better piece of advice, Caroline? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for coming You're in. You're very welcome. Thank you for letting me share my story. Oh, my um, pleasure. And, um, yeah, I hope someone gets – some positiveness out of it. I'm sure they will. Um, and I know there's quite a few people who are tuning in. And as always, thank you so much for uh, for tuning in, for listening in. And you guys are just as much a part of the Adoption Chronicles as all of my guests. Um, and I thank each and every one of you mm. uh, for for tuning in, for telling your story. Um, because I think your story doesn't just reverberate with us, you're Mm. telling me, but there's plenty of people out there that hear it and can understand parts of their own life because it's something similar, Mm. even though it's not obviously exactly the same. And can I say thank you, Mick, for doing the Adoption Chronicles because it does give um, a lot of people a voice that don't perhaps have one. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That was Carol Ann Sim on the Adoption Chronicles. And like I said, I thank each and every one of you for tuning in um, and all my guests. And until next week, it's bye for now. Hi folks, 
Just as an addendum to Caroline's story, she's asked me to read this out for her. I would like to finish off by saying that I've certainly had my fair share of heartbreak and sadness, feelings of lack of self-worth and insecurity through both my adoption experiences, but I will not let myself be defined by those experiences. Rather, I focus on all of the positives that come out of them and I look to practice that in life. And thanks again, Caroline. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.